Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. I'm uh, really excited to have uh, Haley Ganzel on with us today. She is a trick rider, something that has always fascinated me. I've always wanted to be able to uh, run alongside a horse, uh, grab a saddle horn and swing uh, myself up over it, but that's probably not going to happen unless I (laughs) get in a wreck um, these days. But uh, super excited to have her on on the podcast today. Um, uh, Just uh, amazing videos I've seen of her, uh, you know, doing the things she does. So we're going to just welcome her to the podcast and let her tell us all about that. Haley, welcome to uh, Modern Cowboy. Well, hi, I am so excited to be on it. Um, this is something new to me and I've gotten to listen to a couple of years now after I found out about it and I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, we're so excited to have you, have you on with us today. So, you know, just, just start with just giving us a, you know, backstory on you. How, you know, how'd you get started, uh, you know, doing what you do, how you got interested in it and, um, you know, as, as detailed or as brief as you want to go. Well, I've been trick riding since I was five years old. Um, my dad wrote bulls for a living and my papa was a rancher, a cattle trader, but he wrote mine that my other grandpa wrote Bronx for, um, Alder college and he was an equine veterinarian. And so, I had always been around it, but my uncle, um, is my mom's brother, and he is actually the five-time NFR specialty act. So he was just starting out. He was around 18, 19, and um, he was crashing and burning and practicing every day um, at the house. And, and he, Roman Road, where he stands up on two, he had a six-up where he actually, it was like a stagecoach, and he stood up on the back two, and he trick rode and had to dance on horse. And so I, I was watching him at four years old, and I had been on a horse since I was a baby. Um, my dad also jockeyed racehorses, so I was constantly around horses. And um, I was hanging off the side and standing up on my horses while I was watching him. And so my mom and dad decided that if I was going to do it, that I needed to do it right. And I started practicing at four, and I did my first PRCA rodeo at five. Um, and I'd gotten to work with some of the legends, um, Melissa Navarre, Linda Schultz, Wendy Rochford, um, my uncle. And Sean Brackett and um, Karen Bold, just all of these people that are huge influences in our industry. I've gotten a trick ride alongside of them from a little kid on. And so I, I don't take any of that for granted. And I've been really blessed um, to get to do some of the things I do. And it's led me to, to go on and, and be a specialty act on my own. And I have a trick riding partner that we've been working together for almost 10 years. And I'm 23. I'm young. So I feel like I've been doing this a lot longer than most. And I probably have been doing it. But um, it's, it's never gotten old. Yeah, well, that, that's amazing. Now, now, did you just say you're, you're 23? I'm 23, yeah. And you've been doing it 10 years. That's crazy. I've been doing it 18 years. Oh, my gosh. 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You said so you're... Since I was, yeah, since I was five years old. So. Now that, that, that's crazy. And then, and again, now um, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, some of the, some of the different, you know, tricks and things you do. Um, 
and I don't know if you even call them tricks. It's just skill. I mean, just mad skills and, and craziness. Uh, I, I think the one, I, I guess, what do they call that? The Roman uh, riding when you're on. Yeah, two, my Roman riding. Roman riding, and you're on two horses and jumping through a, a flaming hoop. Um, <laughs> I, I just it doesn't get much crazier than that. Um, now, has has this uh, you know led to anything else? Do you do any stunts in movies or anything like that? Or I have. I've gotten the, I got to the privilege of doing the stunt work in the movie Cowgirls and Angels and the sequel, Dakota Summer. So I was 16. I was in high school. The first, um, the first film that they approached me over, and I thought it was a joke. I didn't think it was too serious. Um, but apparently there was, a, there was a lot of trick riders. Some of those legends that I'd gotten to work with that pointed the film crew my way, um, just because I was young and they weren't even someone young that trick rode. And, uh, I got to bring Dusty Kimsey, which is another girl that trick rides. Um, and there was another girl from Texas named Leah that trick rode alongside me during the movie. And then the sequel, I got to bring my trick riding partner on and Dusta again. And um, it was an entirely different world. I, like I said, I thought it was jo- a joke when they first went about it. It ended up being a real deal. Um, <laughs> the, we were on set for six weeks. So I was still in school. I mean, I, my parents were both teachers. and I wasn't allowed to homeschool. I begged from the time I was a little kid on. So my school worked with me. I did a homebound program and was able to go and be on set for six weeks. And I actually was cast in it as well. They they met me and I guess they liked me. And I had never even acted in a school play. So I actually had a few lines in the movie and had a character. And so I was the only one that didn't actually stunt double. I played myself in both movies. Oh my gosh! So, so I've seen uh, the it's Cowboys and Angels is, is what it's called, right? Cowgirls and Angels. Yeah. Cowgirls and so, Angels. And I know I've seen that movie, and I've now I've got to go back and watch it again so I can say I actually know that person. Well, I spoke to that uh, person. <laughs> I I have to tell everyone um, I was sixteen and I had braces in the movie, and they did a close up of me talking, and you can you can see my braces bright and clear. So. Um, I actually got to wear all of my own clothes too. So my own belt, my own buckle, um, my own hat. And so I I do look a little bit different than the rest, but, um, that's how I, I guess how I tell everyone who I am. I had braces. That's, oh, that's, that's so cool. So cool. So now you, um, you know, performing in the, in the rodeos, do you, do you perform primarily in PRCA rodeos or uh, you do, you know, we're primarily PRCA, but, um, there are some people that they don't want to venture out of, but I'm making a living doing it. And so I, I, I don't really prefer one over the other. Yes. The PRCA is a little bit more prestigious, I feel like. Um, but I absolutely love my career, but we work with the IPRA. I've done some amateur rodeos at home whenever they, whenever they need me to. And we've worked fairs and, and other like wild west shows and, other venues across the country so like this past year i did 165 performances um i, I was going to ask you how many how many shows do you do and you did 165 this last year yeah and that that is that is a rare case we don't usually have that many you usually have right around 70 or 80 um i did 93 performances in 23 days at the texas state fair <laughs> and it was four perfs a day every day for 23 days. And I didn't know my body could go through everything it went through there, <laughs> but um, 
it also led to some really great opportunities this year. And um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was a, it was an experience to say the least, but um, we stay on the road pretty much from, I stay on the road from April through September. And I did this year, I got to come home a lot. Last year I was gone for um, 10 weeks before I ever got to come home. I went from the East coast to the West coast. And um, this year, I was booked about every other weekend. I mean, I, I am right now, I'm on a three week run and I'll come home for a week and a half and I'll go back again for a month. So then I get to come home until the middle of October and then I'm done for the most of the winter. But I um, I didn't get to come home at all last year. And so I did get homesick and I, I called home and, and I was upset and I had, I had actually gotten really hurt last year at the beginning of the year. so. I was dealing with some pain all throughout my summer and I called home um, very emotional a couple of times. And then I felt bad because I thought I was complaining about living my dreams. And, and then I just realized, no, like it, it is, it, nobody, nobody knows that it's a little bit lonely when you're on the road and um, in between rodeos. And, and I was by myself. It was just me and my dog and my four horses. And so um, it's, it, it's been a great summer this year and we've gotten to work some great rodeos and we have two of the biggest rodeos that we've ever worked. And that's got my dream rodeo this year. So it's been an exciting year. Yeah. Well, you, you're just going back over with some of the things you just said, you're on the road a lot. And just like today, we had scheduled this for a certain time and, and then you were texting and saying, well, you know, I'm on the road. I don't have that good of coverage yet. So, you know, we ended up, we ended up doing it, you know, maybe an hour, almost two hours, you know, later than when we're supposed to, because you're traveling. And then <clears throat> you said too, that, you know, you don't get home much. And I know that it's from social media. I, I see you just, you just purchased uh, your first home, which is very exciting at, and at 23, um, which, that's, that's just inspirational. It's, it's awesome, you know? And um, so tell us a little bit about that, the, your, your new place. And Well, I had, um, I had rented a place for four years. And last September, when I left to go work the Dallas State Fair, I knew how much money I was going to have at the end of it. And my contract was up on my house. So I was dead set. I was never renting again. And I had this house um, that was already set in stone. I had already signed the contract on it. The day I left for Dallas, I signed the contract. Um, I gave them my earnest check while I was there. I sent it home. And it didn't pass inspections. And so I came home from Dallas thinking I was going to have a home to come home to. And I didn't. I joke. I jokingly um, stayed at my mom's for a few weeks and said that I was homeless. But <laughs> I, I actually ended up. Um, it. I was renting, but it was some friends of ours that gave me a very good deal on a little barn apartment, and it just worked out. I, I, I was only planning on living there for a couple months, and and I kept saying, you know, a house is going to come along that that's meant to be, and that God's bringing into my life, and. You know, I prayed about it diligently, and there was this house that was actually out of my price range. I um, didn't, I didn't expect to ever get approved for it, and I went through the FSA and the USDA and and got a first-time farmers and ag loan. So it's um, 20 acres. It's an baseball barn. It's a really, really cute little house, and honestly, it's my dream place. It's simple, but it's it's everything that I've ever dreamed of, and it's perfect for my horses and I and, and to start a life there and one day have a family there. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it and it's in a really good location. I'm only 40 minutes away from my family, which is farther than I've ever been from them as far as having a house. 
they're a little upset about it, but um, we're right in the middle of ranching and farming country. And so that's our plan is, and is to one day have, you know, have cattle and run cattle like my family's done before me. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Now, do you, um, obviously you, you train your horses too. Um, you, do you, do you train any horses outside horses or are you just too busy doing what you're doing or are some of the horses that you, you know, work with, uh, you know, you know, I've taken in some colts and it's been, it's actually been a few years since I have, but that's because I, I didn't have the setup for it. Like in the place that I rented, I didn't have room for any outside horses. And then in this time being in between houses, I definitely didn't have room for horses. And so, um, I, I now have the setup to take a couple in and, and I would definitely be willing to, I'd, um, I would take on, I, I love training trick riding horses and I know that that's not, I know that that's not, um, something that everybody needs, but I know that there is a need for it, um, in our world. And I, and I love training my rope and riding horses and I've learned so much from them, but I also, I ran barrels and I ropes my entire life. And so I've been on just about anything and everything. And, um, and I love the training aspect of it too. It just takes a lot of time and patience. And, and so when I'm home in the winter months, um, it's a little bit easier to settle down and, and have time for one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, uh, because you say, you know, not, you know, not everybody, you know, like needs a, you know, a trick horse or whatever, but it seems like, um, it, it seems like it's a, you know, it's an art that is, is I don't know, it seems like it is, is going to grow even more just because of, you know, the way our society is. And there seems like there can be so many other, um, you know, areas it can be used in, you know, just like with the movies and, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. what, what about training any of the up and coming, you know, trick riders? Um, well, I actually have a little girl on the road with me right now. She's sitting in my trailer waiting for me to come out. Um, <laughs> but I've been working with her since she was nine years old and she's 15 this year. And she actually just got evaluated and got approved for her PRCA card. And so um, that was something that I, I cried happy tears whenever it happened. I'm so proud of her. But um, there's been a few that I've gotten to work with. There's a little girl at home that did her first rodeo just this summer. And she's worked so, so hard. Um, I give her her first few lessons and she's gone to some clinics. Um, Madison Shaw is the little girl I have with me. And she's gone to Karen Bold School and she's but when she's home, I get to work with her. Um, she's worked, you know, several of her first rodeos with me. And, and I've gotten to be there with her from the very start. And um, she's also gotten to work with Dustin Kimsey and, and my trick riding partner when she's around. And so um, he is, she's the next little up and coming superstar, I will tell you. There's a lot of them right now. Um, I think the movies, actually those two movies, really, really brought out, um, brought out a lot of the little kids in our industry because there's lots of they paid attention to that movie and now that's, that's all they want to do. Right. Um, I got to see it firsthand. So that's why I wanted to do it. But um, I think that if anyone's willing to put in the time and put in the effort, that, um, that it's something that you'll never, that you'll never regret. But the little girl, that, yeah, the little girl that's with me, um, I'm hoping to use her at some rodeos this, this next year. And um, she's got her horse with me this year. And, just this weekend, I told her to go go do some of the hardest tricks out there, and she doesn't under the neck, and and I've never been tall enough to do it. I've always wanted to, but I wasn't. My horse, my legs don't quite wrap around my horse, and so um, she just did it flawlessly, and she's fearless. And so watching her um, 
it really does bring out a little bit of why I do it in the first place because there has been times I've gotten, I've had some really serious injuries the last couple of years and it brought out a fear in me that I never had before. Mm-hmm. And so watching her makes, makes you have to put on your best show and, and put on your, you know, your dancing shoes because she, she's outstanding. So yeah. And, and so, you know, you, you just mentioned the injuries, you know, and you're only 23. Um, and, uh, you know, that is just that's so, so young. Um, w- you know, what, uh, you know, what is the worst injury you have had, you know, from what you do? Um, so last, last year, last summer, um, I mean, I've, I've had several broken bones over my life, but I was Roman riding at home. Both, both of my injuries last year were at home. And it was the very beginning of the summer. It was a spring. It was when I was coming back for the spring. And I, I had just got back on my horses after a little bit of a break. And so I just stood up on them because I always think um, I'm okay up there if I'm standing on my two because I'm not strapped into anything. And I lived about 20 minutes with my family. I, um, I was roaming riding by myself. And I actually fell down between my horses. It, it was nothing serious. It, it should have, I should have landed on my feet. And my arm went through the reins of my right horse mm-hmm. and it half hitched around my arm and it, it she ended up dragging me. Oh. And so it, um, it broke my arm and I have mule, I have mule tape reins. They weren't going to break. Um, I had, it broke both my bones in half right above my wrist. And then it broke my navicular bone and my carpal bone. So my thumb and then four bones in my hand. And they did tell me that my arm would never work the same again and it mm-hmm. doesn't but um I came back from that I cut my cast off early because I had a rodeo <laughs> um that it was a week before I was supposed to get it off and so I told them I was either gonna cut it off or I was gonna go Roman ride with it and they it told me it would make things worse if I fell on it and so then I did my first two rodeos back it was Jacksonville Texas and Claremore Oklahoma's pro rodeo and I was practicing at home went out in the pasture because I would I would make laps around the pasture just to exercise them and it was early in the morning and a deer jumped out in front of me and my horse is just banana peeled out so there's no good way to fall out of that both my arms went behind me and I landed I landed kind of head first kind of scorpion and it actually fractured my back and so um I trick rode the rest of the summer I didn't I didn't know I had a fractured back I got up and walked back to the house and got back on him and I was hurting really bad, but um, I was at Springdale, Arkansas a few weeks later in the Justin Sports Med. Um, I was complaining about it and went in to have just some stim done on it and an ice pack. And they said they wanted to run neurological tests. And so they did. And my leg went numb. And I ended up having um, a spiffy fracture, which is just a crack in the side of your spine. Mm-hmm. But they said it was more painful than anything. It would heal. Um, but it would hurt and it did all summer long. So I, uh, I didn't tell a whole lot of people about that just because I didn't want anybody to think I was a fight. I mean, I was a risk of any sort, right. but I, I definitely had to grip my teeth all summer to get oh, through it. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, um, in, in talking about, uh, you know, just the popularity of, of, um, you know, trick writing from, from that movie. And, and, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Heartland. Have you, that show out of Canada? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, now, now I, I'm going to expose myself again here because I, I absolutely like love that show. Um, because I always look for, for, you know, you know, I love cowboy movies, love everything, cowboy, everything, you know, cowboy, cowgirl, ranchy, whatever, but it's hard to find, you know, good shows. And somebody told me about that show, um, a few months back. And so I started binge watching it. And anyway, long story short, they've got, uh, you know, series through it that they do trick writing and stuff. And again, and, and that, that even piqued my interest even more and really, you know, made me think about it more and I'd seen your social media, but, um, uh, they haven't ever asked yeah. on that show yet. Have they? No, they haven't, but we, I've actually have some friends that have performed some of the stunt work on it. So um, I'm in Rifle, Colorado, and the first year I worked Rifle was four years ago, and I got to work with Roz Beaton, and she'd actually done some of the stunt work on the show. So um, there's, there's several of us that, that no one knows actually are behind the scenes on some of that stuff, um, because they usually have you as a stunt double, so you, you can't tell who anyone is. Right, right, exactly. That's so cool. Now. Um, you know, the other, the other thing, just out of curiosity, uh, because of, you know, your, your horsemanship skills and stuff, you know, these, uh, the, um, oh, the, these dinner shows they do with the, you know, the jousting and stuff. Um, do, do you guys, do, do they use any, uh, you know, trick riders in that at all? Or um, you're familiar with You know, they have, a, they have a few shows. So there's Cavalier and Odisio. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And um, there has been lots of, of trick riders that have came through that have worked in that show. I think that I would if I wasn't so close with my family. And um, I got an offer last year to go work in France um, with a Wild West show. So it's a little bit different. Wild West shows are a little bit different. But um, I had to put in, I didn't, I didn't even actually fill out my application whenever they, they had contacted me about it originally. And um, I had to be there for a year if I did go. And right. Uh, my granny was really sick, and so there was just I didn't want to be away from my family for that long. At least when I when I'm gone rodeoing, if I have to come home or if I can come home, I I can. Right. Um, but those shows are amazing, and some of the stuff that they do in those shows, I don't think that I could ever do in a million years. Maybe, but I don't think so. Um, I get to work a show within um in October, and it's um in Chippewa, Indiana, and they've actually had already had one of the shows. And they're having another one, I think, next month, and then one in October. And the end is a masquerade of the horse. Um, this last one was, um, I forgot what they called it, but some performers in our industry, so a, a Roman rider and some trick riders I know, and um, a Liberty Horse Act that are all rodeo acts, got to go in and perform with something that's kind of like those, um, like the Odysseo and Cavalier, they were, there were, um, trapeze artists and there were all of these like almost circus acts combined with the rodeo act and it I'm so excited to get to work the last one because um, I saw pictures and videos and it was the most one of the most amazing things I've ever seen yeah that's so cool and I think was that over there in in Italy was that at the Paris um, uh, Disney Wild West show yeah that- yeah. Yeah. It's a Disney Wildlife show. Yeah. I actually, uh, I actually did an episode with Mike Crouch who, who lives in Hivasso, Italy now, but he actually, um, worked in that for several years. And then he's, he's, he's from Vegas, Texas, but he started the, uh, European team roping, uh, championships, which is now a, a world series, uh, sanctioned deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he told me all about that over there too. And that, that sounded like a cool deal. Um, but it looks like a really cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. 
So awesome. Now in terms of like horses, do you have a, I mean, cause I, like I'm, I'm a team roper, you know, and, and I'm, I heal primarily. And so me, you know, I like, I like my horses around 14, two, 14, three, you know, and so on and so forth. Did you, do you, you know, have a, a certain size horse you need and, and does a Roman riding the horses need to be the same, pretty much the same size. And well, people joke around all the time that my horses are ponies because they're all little bitty. They're all around 14, two, 14, three hands. And, um, but I have to be able to touch the ground. Um, and I'm only five foot tall. So I have to have little horses, but I actually started my Roman riding team. I, um, I had one horse and I bought him after my good trick riding horse got hurt. And I bought him at a rodeo. Just, I saw him there and asked if they would want to sell him, kind of joking around about it. I thought he was cute and he was a size that I could do vaults off of. And I needed a horse. And they told me the next morning that I could take him. And so I paid $1,200 for him. And my horse on the right, she's a, it's a mare. And, um, she was given to my family because they said she was an outlaw and she was untrainable and she wasn't untrainable. She was a blown up roping horse. She was very, very, very much blown up, but she does have, she does have her quirks and my papa got her and he was just going to take her to the sale because there was no point in having a horse that was, uh, she's a risk to lots of people because she does have a panic, a panic mode. And, and when it's set off, there's no stopping her. But <laughs> I, and this is the one you I, ride, Roman ride. Yeah, and I jumped through fire on her. But she's also the one that she she wrecked me off this week pretty bad, and I've got a couple of couple of um, bruises and and scratches from that. But she uh, she matched my other little horse, and she was the same exact size as him. So I, I asked my papa if I could just take her and try her, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't think that that mare is gonna work." And I said, "Well, just let me try her." They said that about my trick riding horse too. And so I, um, I took her and I was standing up on her that week and mind you, she wrecked me out lots and lots of times while training right. her because right. she did. But once I kind of figured out her quirks, um, she wants to please and she loves the Roman riding and she's actually my better Roman riding horse now. Now I feel like I've always been able to trick ride on just about anything if I, if I work with them enough mm-hmm. and she is the one horse that's not ever going to be safe enough to trick ride on but she loves the Roman riding. So I've got those two. I've got the little pink horse that um, is my dancing horse. And I do a Liberty Act with, and he was actually my uncle's original horse. And so he's 24 this year. He's a year older than me. And he's been there since I was, I mean, they've, they've had him since he was a baby. And so um, I have him. And then I actually just brought on my papa's good ranch horse. Like I said, if I, if I ask my papa, if I can take something, I'm a pop off girl and he usually says yes. So um, my my granny actually passed away this, this year. And after that, he told me to take her and use her. And um, she's been amazing, but she's huge. And I can't touch the ground on her. So I have to adjust some of the tricks that I do. And she's a lot more powerful than my horses. But um, she's been really fun because she's just really broke. And she'll go and do whatever I ask her to do. That's great. You know, it, what's, what's amazing to me is, is, um, how, you know, you train a horse to just to, to keep running, you know, when you're doing the, you know, offside tricks and all that, and I don't know all the names of them, but it's just crazy, you know, that they, that they, they keep running like that. What, what, what do you do to, to get a horse to do that? 
So I start all of mine off by, I mean, first they have to be broke. And broke well enough that they can at least open a circle. Right. Um, but the last few horses that I've had, well, really my, my good trick riding horse that I won the world on, I had six weeks to train her before the extreme wolves in Oklahoma City and leave her in the Ford Center there. Um, and I was 12 years old. <laughs> and so she ran my dad over the day that we took her down. And my dad said she would never make a trick ride horse. She was five and then we'd raised her and she was mine. And I said, no, she will. She loves me. And I had six weeks. So I spent every day, morning and night, I would go 20 laps around the arena. And that is a little excessive now that I, I have trained more and I'm not 12 years old. Right. But I would, um, I'd made her follow the fence, stop in the corner. And then um, we worked her in the round pen. We shot fireworks and off in the round pen. We put black cats in a pot. Just so she was, she was used to everything. And we didn't actually trick ride on her until the week before the extreme bulls, as I did my first trick at a run. And we had done lots of, lots of just slow work in the round pen, hanging off the side of her. We hung an inner tube off of her just so she got used to the weight. And um, so that was actually the six week time frame. And, and she was, she was actually the fastest trick riding horse in the country for a long time. Um, she flew, and I trick on her for eight years. So I was really, really lucky to have her for as long as I did. And um, she got hurt at Big Springs, Texas a few years ago. She partially tore her since in three spots. So that's when I bought my little horse I trick ride on now. And I had two weeks to train him. So <laughs> all of all I did is I, um, he was, he was pretty well broke. I started off just, um, having my trick garden partner came into town for a week anyways. So she lunged me in circles, just hang, kind of sitting on the side of him. I started him on the pattern, just had him follow the fence. And, um, I went about five laps and he kind of had it figured out. And so I went ahead and kind of hung on him. And then, um, the next day I went ahead and did a trick on him. And after that, I had no choice, but to just use him. And I, he's been he's been really really great ever since and we kind of did that with the buckskin mare we kind of threw her to the wolf and um i got her and used her the same week um she had never been triggered off but she was very broke and so it made it easy but the faster my uncle always taught me the faster you go the less they can think about so um there are girls <laughs> that want to do that they ride slower horses and do really really pretty things and and I think that some of the things they do are amazing. And I might not do the hardest tricks in the world, but I do have some of the fastest horses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's, that's what really looks scary is, is just, just the speed, you know. Um, and then s some of the, you know, positions you get in, it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I've never done any trick riding uh, on purpose. I can tell you that. And, and <laughs> well, sometimes um, I don't do it intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is, that is so cool. So you said you, you team roped all your life too. Is that what you said too? I'm, I'm not sure. If I heard well, you. I break, I break away and I have, I had a few bro horses and then I, my uncle trained for surety horses. So I got to, I got to ride pretty much anything that came through, um, since I was a little kid. And if they needed a video with a kid on them, then I was the one that they used. And then I break away and I high school rodeoed and, um, I, I team roped through high school too. So I, I was on the head inside. I was never, I was always scared to dally on the heel inside, but uh, we've, we've definitely said that I, I would love to start back and just at least when I'm home, have a couple horses that I could go and play around on because I do miss it. But my specialty act horses definitely 
took preference over anything else. And those were, I knew I could only do what I do for a short period of time before my body gave out. So I figured if I ever wanted to go back and rope or run barrels, I could. And I went ahead and sold all, sold all my horses. And I had a little breakaway mare. She made, they made the college finals in the cap rope and honor last year. And um, my old barrel horse, they, they won the little Richards finals on him two years ago. So yeah, they've gone on to do some good things, but I do miss it. Yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. So, um, what, uh, how, how many more rodeos you got to go to, uh, this year, did you say? So I'll go, um, I'm in Rifle, Colorado right now. I'll go work a deal in Kansas this next weekend. And then I have a couple weeks off and I'll go to Ellensburg and Pendleton. And after that, I come home and I'm home until the middle of October and I go and work in Indiana and then I'm actually home so I have a really really light rest of the fall but it's nice because well I just moved into a house so I get to kind of go home and enjoy it yeah yeah now the work really begins uh, yeah homeownership <laughs> that's awesome that's so cool um uh oh man I just lost my train of thought it happens when you start getting my age um so so um in terms of like, you mentioned, uh, you know, there's only so much time you can do this for, you know, and, and I, I've been, we just interviewed, you know, a bareback rider and, and uh, a few other guys. And, you know, there's, there's kind of an age, you know, where you start getting to where, you know, you, you can't maybe do it anymore. What, in terms of trick riding, what, uh, you know, I know injuries and things play a big part, but is there a certain, you know, age where you get where you, you know, probably don't want to be doing it anymore or are there any, any, anybody that's doing it, um, you know, that, uh, you know, are up there in years? Um, I'm just curious. You know, there, I think it all depends on when you think you're too old to do it, but I don't think that I want to go past 30 trick riding. And I've always said that, um, I, I have some more goals that I want to reach and, and I've got some things I want to do before I'm done. And, you know, I, I may or I may not reach them. I'm, that said I'm going to but I uh, I know that I hurt really bad already uh-huh. and I love Roman riding though and so I I think that you can go a little bit longer Roman riding I've, I've maybe taken my worst wreck on off my two horses but as far as the everyday wear and tear on your body it doesn't it doesn't affect you as much as the trick riding does and so I think I can go on and do that for a few more years but I also, I'm going to school to be a special ed teacher. Um, I'm taking my real estate classes right now. Like, I know that there has to be a backup plan for this because you never know what can happen and you don't know where life will take you. And so um, I love what I do and I love that I'm able to make a living at it right now, but I don't plan on doing it forever. I don't, I don't think I'll ever lose, um, lose the love to go on rodeo. And I, and I hope that one day I have kids that want to follow in my footsteps, but I, um, I don't want to be too old out there. Gotcha. Now, are there, are there many uh, men or male trick riders? Uh, It seems like it's predominantly, uh, you know, a a woman's or female sport. It is a predominantly female sport, but like my uncle was one of the greatest. There's um, S.L. Pemberton, J.W. Stoker, Max Reynolds, um, Kaiser Stoddard actually just had a six up and I think that he just retired it. He's 24. And so he just, um, he just decided he was done rodeoing. And, um, there's some little boys right now, um, the Chad Griffith, which was Connie and Dick Griffith's son. So it'd be their grandkids. 
Um, they are trick riding right now, and they are amazing. So there are some up and coming little. Um, there are some up and coming boys. There's some older generations that are still going. Um, but I don't, for the most part, I think that there's lots of guys that don't want to wear spandex or don't want to wear the flash <laughs> costume. Um, you know, uh, Trey Kimsey uh, and Sage Kimsey were both trick riders. Nobody, I don't know if everybody knows that. Really? But yeah, and Zeke Thurston, um, the bronc rider, I actually competed against him in uh, the year I won the world trick riding. And so he, him, him and his two brothers, both trick, or they all three trick rode. And so I joked around about that with him when I see him. Um, Roper Kisner is a bronc rider, and he actually competed too in that competition. So he was a trick rider. Um, there's lots of boys that outgrew the trick riding, but they were amazing whenever they did want to go. Or they, they did like to do it. Oh, gosh, that's great. Well, we, we just got some inside information there. Uh, <laughs> you can joke around with them about wearing spandex. Yeah, yeah. You heard it first here from Haley on the Modern Cowboy podcast. So, um, <laughs> so hey, so, it, it, I mean, I, I know your, your work is, uh, gosh, your primary thing, but uh, what do you have any other uh, hobbies outside of, uh, of uh, rodeo and stuff? Uh, anything, any other interests? Uh, you know Honestly, my horses are my entire life. Um, so I do enjoy just going and riding and going and being home. I work out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if I enjoy that as much as I feel like I have to, but I think I enjoy it when I'm there. Um, my family my family is huge, and they are all about having family time. And so we have cookouts regularly. Uh, and when I say my family is huge, like, there was a hundred people at our last get together. So, um, <laughs> that's a big <laughs> My, my papa has 16 brothers and sisters and they, I've got, I've got lots of cousins that I don't even know about, but no, we, we like to get together and my family runs cattle. And so we're down in the, um, they're down in the pastures all the time. And so when I am home, I'll try to go down and help them with things. And, um, my my boyfriend Shane he rodeos too, so it's not my it's not my stuff. But uh, I'm actually parking horses and rifle and helping him drive to Dodge tomorrow and helping him drive back that night to be back for rifle the next day. And so I'll be performing and he'll be riding. And so when I'm home and not rodeoing, I'm either taking care of everything at home or um, helping him drive somewhere or getting him to the airport or something, you know, cheering him on. Oh, that's great. That's, that's so cool. Um, what, uh, do you, I mean, I was going to say, I, I, I ask a lot of people, you know, what's your favorite Western movie or whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming right now we're going to have to say it's uh, Cowgirls and Angels, right? <laughs> well, I love it just because I've got to be a part of it, but so cool. you know, my, I watch Westerns every, when I say the night with my granny and papa, that's all that they watch them. And I've always loved the Cowboys. That's one of my very favorite movies. And so I can't, I can't pick it. I can't pick out even my own movie over that. There's no comparison. (laughs) And and how about music? What, uh, what kind of music do you like? Do you have a, I listen to all kinds of music, but, um, Haley, we, we are huge in our faith and, um, and I have caught myself just keeping it on the Christian music station. And I think that it, it makes, 
if anything, it just makes you have a better day. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really change it off of that anymore, but I can pretty much name the lyrics to any song. So when you're, whenever you're driving across the country, you listen to just about anything and everything. Yeah. That's so great. Well, Haley, we're coming close to the end of our time here. And I just, I'm just so thankful that you, you, you came on and just shared your story. I, I just find it so, uh, inspirational and and just uh just amazing you know and and you're only 23 and which is just really crazy um but uh look forward to you know seeing you uh, perform here over the next uh so many years you keep doing it and uh i'm 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 really excited to go back and 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 watch those movies now so (laughs) well Um, thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate it yeah, and so if people want to want to you know check you out on social media, um, your uh, what's your Instagram uh, handle? It's it's Haley underscore Trick Ride. And then uh, you're on Facebook also. Uh, I just got my personal page. I pretty much just update it with rodeo um, stuff. So um, I think I have too many friends. So if if anyone wants to look at it, they can. It's public. But our um, trick riding page is the Cowgirl Sweethearts on Facebook. Oh, the Cowgirl Sweethearts on Facebook. Yes, sir. Okay. And do you have a, a, a website too? or? No, we don't. Um, we pretty much just keep everyone updated off of our pages or off of our, our Facebook page. Okay. And do you, do you have any, any merch at all? Do you have like, uh, you know, Haley hats? We are fixing... Shirts? We aren't, but stay updated because we actually just got the logos in that we're using for the Cowgirl Sweethearts, and we're going to be making hats and T-shirts, and they're really cool. I will wear them. So Cool. Well, I, I look forward to, to seeing that stuff coming out um, and uh, being available for people to get. Well, hey, again, hey, I want to thank you for, for coming on and um, look forward to uh, to watching you perform and, and uh, hopefully staying in contact. and. Um, checking in with you in the future well thank you so much and like i said i really appreciate you having me it's, it's been really fun great have a good day okay you too every friday afternoon i hitch up the trailer saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler i drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin we got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. Twenty thousand dollar horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen. can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money 
you were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pain Turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the roping.